guys, I'm Heather, and I'm the oldest. She's the emotional one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Pollyanna, one second. I'm going to pee. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. Oh, here's I'm pragmatic. I take my favorite song, and I'm willing to cut it. Ew, get off the cross. You're not the only one who did that. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. You had one job. What did you say? What did you say? What came out of your mouth? Together, we make the Music List Podcast. Welcome back to the Music List Podcast. Uh, I am Ben Dial. With me are my sisters, Heather and Beth. And today we're going to take on a topic that I know my sisters are very interested in, and I am too because I'm a country fan, but both of my sisters are lead singers in their own groups, and we're going to take on really, I think, a very challenging topic today, which... Not really. Which are... Well, the, there's going to be... There's going to be... <laughs> there's going to... I think there's going to be a challenge in the ranking. I think we're going to agree yeah. on a lot of the same names. I think the question is going to be, where do they fall? But the topic is the most iconic female country artists. Yep. I came to box. Let's do it. And so, <laughs> real quick, we had a discussion about this before, what, would, what the criteria was, and we decided we weren't going to say it was the best vocalist. We said it wasn't necessarily going to be the biggest in sales. We were looking at the most iconic names of country music that were female. Right. And so what is an icon is really the question, and that's kind of a subjective mm -hmm. idea as much as who's the best voice. So when we talk about what makes an icon, what makes an icon? What, what makes a great icon within any genre, in your opinion? For me, it's someone who is just woven into the thread of um, pop culture, who is instantly recognizable either by their voice or their persona or their look or um, just... Just who they are. They're a household name. Everybody knows who they are, whether they're a country fan or not. And so I think that um, most, if not all, of these ladies that will be will be picked are fit that mold, I think. Yeah, and there's also the aspect of did this person change the game of whatever they're involved in yeah. in some way. So you can look at it almost in two ways for me, and I have some people here who I feel like really did change the direction of um, country music, but women for women in particular. And then there's the aspect of maybe they still were kind of going with what was traditional for the time. However, they just went above and beyond and became so much more than just a country artist. They are a cultural phenomenon. Um, you could look at it both ways, and I have some people on my list who fit both descriptions. Right, and I think when we talk about an icon, we're talking about somebody that is, I think, recognizable in other genres, mm -hmm. that yes. people from other genres recognize the genius or the talent in this individual. And when it comes to an icon in that genre, it's somebody that is also, at the same time, simultaneously recognizable as somebody from that genre. Right, yeah. You know, like, um, I'm... I'm going to throw out Taylor Swift right now. Taylor Swift right now, is she country? Is she pop right mm -hmm. now? She's pop. 
Right. So is she a country icon? She's definitely an icon, mm-hmm. I would say. When you know you look at her album sales, she's instantly sure. recognizable. But I would argue that she's more of a pop icon at this point than she is a country icon. So I would what I'm looking for is I'm looking for these ladies to kind of be considered country icons. Mm-hmm. You look at them as a country artist first, but somebody that across the spectrum they recognize this is a super talented individual. This is somebody that defines the genre in some kind of a way. Yeah, so I agree. With that said, we are going to go ahead and, and get to the draft. And before we do that, I would like you to uh, follow us on Twitter. We have a, a Twitter, The Musicalist Podcast, and that is at The Musicalist PC. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, go ahead and do that. The Musicalist Podcast at The Musicalist PC. So I know everybody's interested in the draft order and drafting first is Beth. Drafting second is Heather and I will be drafting third and mom was my witness. I didn't tinker with it at all. That's just kind of the way that it all came about. So with that said, and I have a feeling y'all are going to argue over number one, maybe. Maybe Uh, not. Maybe not. I doubt it. Probably not. (laughs) So Beth, who's your first pick? This is the most iconic female artist of all time. All right. I believe the most iconic country artist, the most iconic country female artist, however you want to order those words, is the one, the only, the incomparable Miss Dolly Parton. She's right. Thank you for joining us for this list. (laughs) And we're done. Yeah. So Ben might disagree is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, but I'm ready for that. Well, yeah, I'm ready. I, that's actually how this whole thing started was... was This this debate. Was Yeah, oh. a debate, debate between me and Ben. Of, oh, so now over, it's settled. Thank you. Well, she is number two on my list. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. I, I will try to change your mind about number one. All yeah. right. But, uh, you know, and here's what I'll say about Dolly. When you talk about somebody that's woven into the fabric of our country, at some point, I guess I'll be the first one to say it, she's a national she, treasure. Okay. She is. Right? I mean, I knew when we when we had this debate, yeah. somebody was going to call her a national treasure. I didn't think I would be the first one. I it thought it would be me. the person that drafted her. Yeah. But, uh, and she is. I mean, you look at her, her philanthropy, you look at her... Yeah. Um, crossing over as a songwriter that's not just country hits but i mean right. i mean she's yeah. she's an icon that is she's a cultural icon right. her, as much her as she look, is a country her, music icon yeah. yeah i was i was dolly parton for halloween in third grade you were we should for, put that picture on the music list twitter <laughs> for crying out loud yeah well, and she was recently in inducted. Has she been inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet? Or she's is that in coming? this class. So I know yeah. she, but I don't know when when that induction is. And she be. denied the invitation, and they denied her denial <laughs> yeah, of the invitation. No, we're not going to allow you to do that. And then you know, then once she she got the votes, they asked her, "Well, are you going to deny it?" And she said, "No. I mean, if they voted and I'm in, she said I'll accept it." Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought that was kind of interesting that she was like. You know, I'm I'm not a rock and roll person. I'm a country yeah. star, and I but, think once uh, she once she found out that there were other non traditionally rock and roll people that had gone in, she mm-hmm. she changed her mind. She did say she wants to now record yeah. a rock album, which I'm I am for it. ready for it. Come on, Dolly. Yeah, and it did. I mean, she is. She's incredible because not only is she a great songwriter, is she a great country artist. Mm-hmm. She, in addition to that, I mean, you think about it, she's got like Golden Globe nominations for, as an actress. Yes. Yep. I mean, she yes. is she is kind of woven herself into the fabric of of 
she's yeah, of she's America. Got two Oscar nominations. Yeah. Not, I mean, for her songwriting, but still. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I will. We're going to have the discussion about whether or not she's number one <laughs> because it's a discussion I feel like we need to have. Even though I'm going to get outvoted, I can see that already. But I mean, I am the swing vote. So if you bring some really good facts. But I, I do want to say from the outset, I understand the pick. She yeah. is absolutely yeah. an icon, no question about it. And not just female icons. I mean, she's one of the most iconic. Artists, well, yeah, I mean, artists. there there is a there's an argument to be made that she is possibly one of the biggest icons, period, in any mm-hmm. in any area of celebrity. Yeah, I mean, if you start asking people on the street, you know, have you heard of this artist, this artist, this artist, yeah. this artist? They're going to have heard of Dolly Parton. Before, like, especially like the 30 and under crowd, yeah, they may not know who Waylon Jennings is, yeah, they may not know, you and know, a voice that is, these... that is instantly yeah. recognizable, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I, I it, it's a it's a it's a solid pick, it's a solid pick for number one I know. overall, <laughs> and I have a feeling I know who's going to be number two. <laughs> so, Heather, why don't you go ahead and make that choice? Um, my number two is Loretta Lynn, that's what I thought. <laughs> Well, why is, why is that? Well, um, you know, on the on the wall of the Country Music Hall of Fame, on I think the second floor, when you go in there, um, you just went, so yeah. you probably saw this. There's a quote from Hank Williams that said, "Country music is three chords and the truth," and I think that Loretta Lynn, where she edges out, possibly your number one pick is that I really feel like she embodied that she she lived it she um picked up a you know do brought her home a $13 <laughs> guitar and she taught herself to play it and she wrote about what she knew and what she knew was being a coal miner's daughter and growing up poor and telling women to stay away from her man and <laughs> and it did very well for her. But I, I don't think that Loretta Lynn could have been disingenuous if she tried. So um, I think that she was just passionate about the music and the, the life. And that's what she wanted. And she went for it. And um, t- to her credit, she has 18 Grammy nominations. She is the most awarded female recording artist. Um, and uh, she's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Of course, she has nine band songs, which speaks to her mm-hmm. to her being ahead of her time. Even though she was writing things that were absolutely going on, they, the, the public, the censors, whatever, were not ready to hear that at the time on radio and so um she then she went on um 70 albums and um she was the very first cma inter- female entertainer of the year yeah and i think you everything that you said is the reason that she's she's number three on my list but but <laughs> yeah. i understand that one two and three for me are like razor's edge close yeah, yeah. razor's I, edge yeah. close yeah. 
But what I love about Loretta Lynn, and she may be my favorite of the three, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. is what you said. I mean, her songs were so authentic. Mm-hmm. But there was a humor behind a lot of it, too. Fist, Fist City? City? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Fist City is hilarious. The best. It's great, but it's true, right? You ain't woman enough to take, to my, take my man. man I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, <laughs> she's undeniably country. Nothing is forced. She is a coal miner's daughter. Right. Legit. You know, mm-hmm. no question about it. I think that's, I think she is, she and Dolly have this personality that is so easy to fall in love with yeah. as a fan. Yeah. You know, not just the songs, not just the music, but who they are um, make them so easy to like. And they're so relatable. I think the only thing that really changed about Loretta and Dolly w- was her clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just started wearing sparklier dresses. And, you know, I, I, I think that uh, really these top, these top three, which I'm sure I know what number three is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're very truthful and relatable. Yeah. Okay, so my first pick is Patsy Cline. There you go. <laughs> it's, and, and this is the one we've had the knockdown dragouts before. And I, for me, Patsy Cline really defined the industry for women. There would not be Loretta Lynn without Patsy Cline. That is true. That is true. And, you know, Patsy Cline is the first woman, really, to have the guts to tell the men in the industry, this is the way it's going to go. Yeah. yeah. You know, she walked up to the Opry management and said, when am I becoming a member? And they said, well, I guess now. Yeah. You know, nobody yeah. asked to become mm-hmm. a member of the Opry. She didn't ask. She said, when are you going to make me one? Right. Not, am I going to become one? When's it going to happen? They said, now. That's power. She really... And this is for somebody that doesn't like the the pop influence. She probably, with Owen Bradley, has more to do with the pop influence in country music than even Chet Atkins did. Because she's kind of the one that brought in that real, that went... That went total crossover with big yeah. hits, mm-hmm. you know, Walking After Midnight. I mean, these were mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, these were huge hits on the pop charts as well as the country charts. And to me, I think the reason that I have her number one is because I think that if you ask people from across the genres, you know, who are the great voices, definable voices, she's kind of like a Sinatra you know, for the crooners. Mm-hmm. She's she's yeah. almost like a representative for country music outside of country music. You know, she's kind of like Elvis for rock and roll in terms of that's a, that's a voice that could play at the Metropolitan Opera. It's one that could be on uh, at the Opry. Yeah. You know, it's one that could be in Madison Square Garden. Um, and so to me, she just, she transcends country music in the music industry. Now, she's not, as out front and center now, some of it's timing. I mean, you know, they she didn't have the opportunities to be out in front on TV as much as Loretta Lynn and Dolly Parton, some right. of the later ones. And the other part of it is we really don't know how successful she ever would have been. Right. She was only yeah. 30. You know, I mean, and and I think she had like two years of her recording history taken away because of the automobile accident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we really don't know how many hits Patsy Cline would have had. 
assume it would have been a lot because she was at the peak of her career when when she died uh, from the crash. So um, we can have that discussion, (laughs) obviously. It's coming. But, um, you know, the first female artist to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Mm -hmm. Fame. Um, And, again, a lot of that's timing because she passed away so early. But um, it'll be a fun conversation. I have a feeling (laughs) I'm going to get outvoted. But but now we're going to go... And I get another pick because yep. we're snaking around. Yep. Hmm. And I'm I'm going to go with Reba. Oh. I'm going to go with Reba McIntyre. Um, what's interesting is is throughout time there's been multiple women known as the Queen of Country, right? Based on their time period, and really from about the mid '80s through the mid '90s, Reba was the mm-hmm. Queen yeah, of Country. Yeah. There's no question sure. about it. Uh, I mean, 25 number one hits. That's incredible. Um, not many people were able to make the transition from 80s Stone Cold Country into 90s Country. She left a lot of people behind. Yeah. Roseanne Cash didn't make it. Linda Ronstadt didn't make it. Right. Reba made it, mm-hmm. and she made it in spades. She just kept selling albums, kept selling albums. She, she could uh, do a lot of different kinds of music 75 million you know. records yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's those those are those are confirmed right you know that's not just people saying right. i saw you know, those are confirmed um she is the mm-hmm. second most awarded female artist of all time mm-hmm. she had number one hits in the 80s the 90s what do we call them the aughts mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? right. and the 2010s <clears throat> yeah. she had number one hits in four consecutive decades that's incredible. 51 CMA nominations and uh, 47 ACM nominations. I mean, the numbers are the numbers, and she has a monster fan base, monster yeah. fan base. Um, and so, Plus, and, and another one of those voices that you instantly, now I know it can be, know, yeah. it, it can be, some people love it, some people don't love it. But it is, without question, an iconic voice. You oh, recognize you it can't. when you hear mm-hmm. it. No, and I, I, I'm one of those people that is usually not a fan of her voice. Now, I think that as a person, she is lovely. And I love... You've met her. Well, just from what I've seen. <laughs> just from lovely. what I've seen on Reba. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I just don't, you know. She does seem very She friendly, seems yeah. very approachable. She seems like a really... Um, sweet personality. I am a choir teacher and so she her singing goes <laughs> against every every single and I guess I hated on her too much until I listened to the first two episodes of this podcast mm-hmm. and my voice literally sounds like cheese grits and a Cairo nut pie. So I can't I, really say I'm much sorry. about someone I need to process that for someone's a second. accent. I mean she you know she does things with her R's and things mm-hmm. that, that are that make her sound iconic i just don't enjoy them Ex- with the with the obvious exception of fancy because hey yeah i'm yeah i love it and she's been on broadway mm-hmm. she had a sitcom that ran six, six seasons, seasons yeah. she's been in movies um well yeah. well she's been in tremors, tremors. <laughs> She's been in a movie that I'm aware of, but I mean, and at age 54, she was one of the oldest women to have a number one single on the country songs chart. So she's not even 
like defined by her age or anything no, and she like looks that. Amazing. She's not letting that limit her at all. She's staying relevant. Um, I love Reba. I know you're not a huge fan. I don't. I don't. Just of her. I'm just not of, saying she's one of the best voices. In just country, of her diction. That's that. all. Um, but I really love Reba. Her if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, Queen Reba. Just know that Beth loves you. And if you ever show up, well, and of course, it, it, ignore Heather. And also, Beth and I were listening to '90s country music when you were listening to Guns and Roses. That's, yeah, that's true. true. Okay, that's so true. you know, for us, this was we saw Reba. Two times an hour on CMT, sure, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because she always had multiple songs on the top 40 country. And, and she had and, great and videos. A, and, and a lot her, of times oh, yeah. in the, in the top 10, she would have a couple video, in the top yeah. 10 at one time. Yeah. Oh, the fancy video was great. And... The not the the, the, the not the last not, one out of Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. How great is that? Yeah. Video? You don't like that version, do you? Um, I'm, I love that. Video. I'm a fan of the original, but <laughs> but, I'm but older, the video's but great. The video's yeah, the great. great. And the why haven't I heard from you video is great. Yeah, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> and and her vocal on the song "You Lie." Oh, that's great. I mean, she has amazing power and control and range. It's just the R's that get me. That's it. That's it. But again, you hear her talk, and it's not forced. You know, one of the things I hate about a lot of current country music people is that they put twang into their diction. Manufactured. That then you see them do an interview, and you're like, who is this person that's singing the song? Because, you know, I mean, that's one of the things that, particularly with from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, None of it was manufactured. They mm-hmm. yeah. they talked like that, and that's how they sang. Yeah. Um, Reba, you can hear it. She talks the way she sings. She sure does. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. That's not manufactured. That's not her trying to sound country. She just is yeah. country. Yeah. She also has a clothing, home decor, jewelry, etc. line, <laughs> rocking R by Reba. <laughs> and, and that's a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> of course. I can't even say that. I can't even <laughs> It's a Cracker Barrel exclusive. <laughs> so if that's not country, <laughs> I don't know what it would say. <laughs> so you can get your moon pies, a beanie baby, and, a, and some Reba McIntyre decor along with Grandpa's country pro- <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Maybe, so I can't breathe. Oh my gosh. Maybe some molasses to bring home. <laughs> oh shoot. Okay. Uh, all right. Just thought I'd throw that little okay. tidbit in there. And well, I, I think we ought to get to another pick. Is what I think. Who picks second? Heather. Oh. Ooh. Oh, it's right. back to me. Okay. Back to Heather. Okay. I struggled with this a little bit from everything from five down because it, with order. And I'm going to go with uh, Barbara Mandrell. And possibly, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if you were born after 1985 probably or so, she's not as much of a fixture. But she owned the late 70s and the 80s. And um, she had her own TV show. And it had Muppets in it. And it was fantastic. I love the Muppets. <laughs> Throw it back to Kokomo. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, she, uh, she's also a Hall of Famer. Um, since uh, she's been an Opry member since 1972, 
She was the first performer to win Entertainer of the Year back-to-back. So, um, she, and she's beautiful. I mean, she's stunning, and her sisters were so pretty, and you kind of would pick your favorite Mandrell sister, and right. you would watch their skits, and their they'd always have a gospel song at the end. And um, Now, she did write, she wrote a lot of songs about cheating, which, I mean, it's, it is country music, so, but, um, and... And, and it wasn't always her man cheating. No, sometimes it was her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, uh, her first um, single was a cover of I've Been Loving You Too Long by Otis Redding. So she kind of established that R&B sound that she put into all of her music. Her, her, her country, her brand of country was very um, soulful. And so I... I really like it, and she was she was a big part of my childhood because I I watched that show every week. But right. Erlene was my favorite, but and, my you know, favorite Mandrill, but she's not in the room. And she was country when, when country, country wasn't, wasn't cool, cool. That's and that's true. true. I mean, and, <laughs> she really and in a lot of ways, she was one of the few legit stars that kind of carried that torch. For a really tough time, as far at least in terms of sales and popularity, um, you know, she—I'm going to tell you. I mean, there was because you had you had Outlaw Country that was super hot, but yeah. everything else felt manufactured. It felt formulaic, and then she came along, and she was one of the ones that kind of she wasn't Outlaw Country, yeah, but she was able to kind of be different and didn't sound formulaic. And another thing that made her stand out is the fact that she plays everything. She is an amazing musician. She can play steel guitar, she can play fiddle, she can um she she get up, you know, get there behind the drums and um she just was such an amazing musician and performer. I have seen her perform live and she actually came down and walked walked down and sat in the lap of the guy sitting next to me. She is a tiny, tiny individual, but um, she owns a stage like she is 10 feet tall. She just energy. She's retired now, and she doesn't perform much, but um, a dynamic, dynamic performer. You know, and as an aside, um, one of the things that I found real interesting at the Country Music Hall of Fame, the Ryman Auditorium, or the Opry, when you see the clothing of some of these people, <laughs> like, like, one of the things I really didn't know about the Ryman, for example, is how culturally diverse it was and all the different yeah. kinds of music that they had at the Ryman. I mean, I kind of think of it as a country place, but it wasn't. Like, B.B. King played there, yeah. and they had a jacket from B.B. King. B.B. King's big boy. Yeah. <laughs> big boy. Yeah. Um, you know, but you would see, like, you could see, that's how big Johnny Cash was. Johnny Cash fit in that. And yeah. Barbara Mandrell. Man, she's tiny, you yeah. know. Um, you know, Dolly, not so tiny in certain places. Right. So, you know, I mean, but you can you can kind of see it, and it's 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 amazing to see. Yeah. This is how because they got them on a mannequin, so you can see just exactly how big they are. Yeah. Which is interesting. So, uh, Beth, I believe we're back to you. Second round pick. All right. Number six overall. So this will probably show my age and the time that I was really 
devoted to country music and listening to CMT every night when I went to bed and when I woke up in the morning. <laughs> um, but Shania Twain is my next pick because she truly, when we talk about somebody who changed the game, she changed the way that women in country music and changed a lot of the way that country music in general was going because she really brought a lot of pop into it and she's criticized a lot for that but the same can be said for somebody like garth brooks who people eventually are like oh yes you know garth brooks as a country icon but when it comes to shania twain Mm -hmm. they don't see the talent as much and maybe that's because of the clothes she wore which was also it is also a a part of her iconic status because she really leaned into this is what I want to wear and I don't care if you like it. It's not traditional. Her videos were banned mm-hmm. on some stations. Um, she was the only country artist included in that first VH1 Divas concert mm-hmm. with Mariah, Celine, Gloria Estefan, Carol King, and Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was also bringing country to the pop audiences with her popularity. She was writing a lot of those songs. And um, I think she, well, she was threatening in some ways because it she was a very strong woman. She was writing what she wanted to write. And it wasn't necessarily, you know, um, I'm submissive to my husband or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she, she wrote about, you know, being a strong woman. I'm going out. I'm having a good time. And I look good doing it. And that's fine. Um, There's a quote from someone from The Guardian that said she was fancied by the straight boys. She was admired by the straight girls, adored by gay men as a camp icon, and loved by lesbians who read what they wanted into Man, I Feel Like a Woman. So she, (laughs) like, meant something different to everybody and didn't intend to do that. That wasn't a put-on thing. That was just who she was, and she was recording in the way that she wanted to do it. So she redefined what being a country superstar looked, sounded, and behaved like. Mm -hmm. Um, And she influenced artists in rap country, R&B, all kinds of genres, musically and with her fashion sense. Harry Styles Mm -hmm. cites her as a huge influence, especially with fashion. Um, So she is someone who I think really just changed the scene of country music in that time. She, she, I agree. She, um, She kind of was in that crop of stunningly beautiful women yeah. that came along um, in that CMT era. She and Faith Hill and Martina McBride. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was always the sexy one. You know, Faith Hill was the girl next the, door. Yeah, yeah, the blonde, you know. And Martina McBride was just this, you know, stunning beauty, too. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of really attractive women. But Shania Twain, she was set apart in her Mm-hmm. in her sex appeal. I well, think. she and showed it, her midriff. She did. And that was controversial she at the time. Yeah, and so. what's interesting is that she's number six on my list, mm-hmm. um, which is where she fell here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I I didn't know how that was going to be perceived, honestly, because when we think of, you know, country icons and being country, but here's the here's the thing about Shania Twain. At the end of the day, she sold more albums than Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She sold more albums than Alan Jackson. In fact, the only two country stars that have ever sold more albums than Shania Twain are Garth Brooks and George Strait. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So no matter who we 
put on the list today, Shania's going to have sold the most records. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, she is the only female in music history, not country music, in music history to have three albums certified diamond. Yeah. Not platinum. Yeah. <laughs> diamond. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. Incredible. She's won Grammys, ACMs. She is the queen of country pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She came you along. Know. I mean, just, she had a hard life, but man, mm-hmm. where she came, you know, where she came along in the timeline was yeah, dynamite and, for and, her. And the best point about the criticism, I do criticize her more than I do Garth Brooks because and I, I want to kind of blame it, three people, Shania, Faith Hill, and Tim McGraw, because they started doing remixes mm-hmm. yeah. of their country songs to try to get the pop yeah. crossover, yeah. and then they just stopped making the remixes. And to me, that was where we really saw the disintegration of traditional country music, is when they said, well, why are we going to make the remix? Let's just make the remix. And so I felt like that had... More to do than like Garth Brooks. I mean, because Garth Brooks, the beginning of Garth Brooks was pretty country. I mean, rodeo and yeah, you know. I mean, that's pretty friends in low places. That's pretty country. Well, so was her early you know? stuff. But she couldn't help but move on into the pop and rock. Yeah. You know, being married to Mutt Lang. You know, well, yeah. You I mean, know, I mean, her stuff is naturally gonna. When you're getting produced by the same guy that produced ACDC and Def yeah. Leppard, I mean, yeah, you know, you, you're, it's gonna trend that way, and it, it worked. For her, she had the voice for it. She had the the look for it, and she she did change the game for sure. But no no question. I mean, I think that you know if we start talking about iconic country female artists, you know, whether we like the direction that she helped take country music in or not, as, as an icon, um, I think all the evidence points that she's she deserves to be on the list. Yep. Mm-hmm. Beth, I think you get another pick. All right. Um, Again, I'm sticking with a more modern choice with Carrie Underwood. Um, Not only because she's phenomenal in every way, um, but she has sold so many records. She also has that NFL Sunday Night Football theme that she did. Um, Her voice is very recognizable. Um... Rolling Stone called her the female vocalist of her generation in any genre. Um, and a lot of her music is, the, it's somewhat country pop, but it is definitely, she stays country. Mm-hmm. And she's true to that audience, even though she has success in mainstream, on mainstream charts. She's right now done a lot of work with, or a few shows with Guns N' Roses. She's performing with them. Um, she's the most awarded artist in the history of the CMT Awards. She's hosted that many, many times. She's just so visible in country music and also um, just in music as a whole. Uh, she, I think she, even though the success of Kelly Clarkson was, was great, she is the best um, music show winner ever. She's definitely the yeah. best-selling She's the most successful, and I think between her and Kelly Clarkson, they're kind of, in my opinion, the only two who turned out with legitimate, long-standing careers, mm-hmm. and she's far surpassed, even though I, I like Kelly Clarkson 
maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, she's far surpassed what Kelly Clarkson has been able to do recording-wise as far as her success of her music. Um, she's also released Christmas, gospel album. She won a Grammy for her gospel album as well. Um, so she, But it, it's all very rooted in country music. Mm-hmm. She doesn't stray away from that. She she always brings it back to I'm a country artist, but I'm I'm so big you can't contain me is Carrie Underwood. No, and if you go to Nashville, her face is plastered. Yeah. Well it's everywhere. a great face for sure. It is a great <laughs> face. But I mean on the walls, you know, mm-hmm. they have murals everywhere in yeah. Nashville and in, in the bars and on the on the buildings and you know, you have these icons like, you know, Dolly and um, Patsy and Loretta, and she's right up there with them. They mm-hmm. they paint her into these, so she's woven already oh, yeah. into the fabric of country music for oh, sure. And I forgot she was also in that live NBC broadcast of The Sound of Music. She played the oh, lead yeah. role. Yep. Um, well, she she's yeah. a she's a chart and sales dynamo. Yeah. I mean, she's had nine studio albums. Eight of them have been num- have gone to number one, and the one that just released earlier last month, Denim and Rhinestones, it, I believe is at number two. So it, it could yeah it could end up being a perfect nine for nine. Um, and she just it's just hit after hit after hit after hit after right. hit. I because mean, everything goes into the top ten. Yeah. Everything she releases goes because into the Because if we were making a list of best singers, most talented, oh, yeah. she very well could top the list as far as vocal <laughs> ability, um, uh, yeah. strength, power, flexibility, just at not not your sound necessarily. I mean, she has a traditionally. I don't. I don't think that it's a classically trained voice because she was so young when she started. But she just mm-hmm. has raw talent and ability. Well, she could lead Natural a rock band ability. easily. Sure, she could. She could easily do a rock band. I she mean, had she a can, hit with a heart song. Would, she can do just about know, any genre. Yeah. I would I would say I think Martina still would be number one as far as mm, best voice. Yeah. Well, when we do that, <clears throat> yeah, we'll but, podcast. We'll have that argument. So <laughs> I would I would argue I would argue that, but yeah, I mean Carrie Carrie Underwood. I mean, just goodness gracious, eight Grammys, and she's yeah, and I mean, early thirties, mid thirties, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. I think oh, yeah. she's yeah, probably mid to late thirties. But so she she's got if she she's wants got a long if way she to wants go. she's got three really strong decades left if yeah. she wants them. Man. Yeah, I think maybe she's far down my list. She's number six on my my list as a whole, um, and maybe not—I'll admit it—maybe not top five material just yet. But she will over be. time. Yeah. yeah, I think she could eclipse even maybe. Well, maybe one or two of these people, depending on what she does in the future. Right. Well, I'll tell you what she needs to do. She needs to do the Johnny Cash thing, which is she needs to have her own television show <laughs> and she, she's got a great personality yeah. you know she's easy to look at so she could definitely host a great show yeah. mm-hmm. kind of take some time and off she from has releasing hosted award shows kind of take some many times take yeah, some yeah. time off from the studio from doing major studio releases maybe do a couple of compilation things with people and then come back with a, a return mm-hmm. album yeah you know and just yeah, and blow the doors off of it she's done all of this and had kids yeah, yeah. and a Solid marriage, you know. No, so well, no trouble that's been in the news anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we know of. So, yeah. All right, Heather, your last pick. This is uh, round three. This will be pick uh, eight, I believe. Yeah, I'm struggling. Um, 
with these next two, but uh, or between, but I'm just gonna make it a game time call and go with Tammy. Yep. I mean, she's um, she doesn't have as many hits as you know Dolly Loretta Patsy. Um, but her presence in the in the genre in the in the the fabric we keep talking about of country music um you know her partnership her marriage with you know another country icon you know people love a good wedding and marriage and divorce story and I was like was it that good and it wasn't no it wasn't <laughs> that good but um and and i don't think i think from country music fans she she gets love for her voice and her ability but i think in general she doesn't really get recognized enough for the quality of her voice she has or had pipes that right. she could really really um do some vocal gymnastics and um delivery just honest delivery and um so you know, I, I don't think you could have a list of iconic country females without Tammy Wynette. Yeah, she was number five on my list. So, I mean, that was that was one. That was going to be my pick. Um, but she, uh, you know, she had a 10 or 11-year run, mm-hmm. you know, between like 66 and 76 or so. Where, you know, 24 top 10 hits, uh, 17 top the country charts. Um, she had some crossover hits. Stand By Your Man yeah. was a big crossover hit. Yeah. Um, D-I-V-O-R-C-E, <laughs> you know, Ways to Love a Man. I mean, yeah. um, three-time CMA Female Vocalist of the Year. Yeah. You know, two Grammys, 16 nominations. That's a lot of nominations for a female. You know, that's a lot of Grammy nominations for a female yeah. uh, country, for a country artist in general. Um, because they just, they don't nominate country people for stuff outside of their genre right. very often. So and I feel like she was, I feel like she was the, she was maybe the, the Faith Hill or the Shania Twain of her of her generation of her time. She you know she was this beauty that you know um, was very glamorous and quaffed and done up. So um, you know, country females bring their A game when it comes to mm-hmm. um, presenting. So and she certainly did that. Well, so this is the last pick, and here's here's the amazing thing. I have a list of nine. Mm-hmm. Eight of them were selected. I've <laughs> only got one person left on my list of my top nine. Okay. And it's Miranda Lambert. Oh. Oh. So, and yeah. a ridiculous, there was an eight-year stretch where she won CMA Female Vocalist of the Year seven times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, first seven albums went straight to number one. Um, six of them hit the top ten for all genres, which is really hard for country albums to do. Yeah. Um, she's charted ten number ones. Um, she doesn't have the same crossover appeal as Carrie Underwood um or even you know we mentioned like Patsy Cline and Shania Twain she doesn't have that big cuz she is yeah a little bit more traditional She's than country, the other. yeah. and you yeah. know what and she gets criticized for being too pop by a lot of people really so i mean it's 
Well, I think I think we've gotten to a point to where we have a lot of country music fans that are so just squeeze they want to squeeze every little bit of pop out if they sense anything <laughs> pop at all and you know it's here's the but here's the thing with that you're gonna have to throw out everything that chad atkins did mm-hmm. you got to throw out all the patsy klein mm-hmm. you elvis know, you got to throw out well yeah i mean because you know with elvis elvis brought in the r&b mm-hmm. he brought in um, well, he kind of invented rock and roll, really. He and Sam Phillips. I just sure. read a great book about that. I know we're not one to do book reviews, <laughs> but uh, but you know she is um, in a. I find it interesting though that her album sales are what they are, and she's staying more country than a lot of the other artists. And so you would think Nashville might get a clue, and say, yeah. hmm, maybe there's something there. Um, but you know. Her career hasn't lasted as long. She's kind of new along with some of the other ones. Um, I guess her career is, what, about 12 years old, you know, a dozen years. She's been she's been really active. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she doesn't – here's – I don't understand how you can have that many hits and be that uh, well-received with the awards. She doesn't have a ton of number one hits. She's got a lot of top tens, mm-hmm. but she she hasn't topped the charts as often as some of the other ones. And so she was number eight on my list um, overall. But um, I think that she's she's got the country bona fides, and within the country community, I think she is very well received. Yeah, um, more so than maybe some of the other ones because they're a little bit more pop and. There is some backlash right now in the country music fan base towards people that they feel is, are integrating too mm-hmm. much outside influence into it. But um, I was just, just stunned at seven out of eight years to get female vocalist of the year. That's that's owning a decade sure. like nobody has ever owned a decade. Yeah, I agree. So that's, that's where I am with uh, Miranda Lambert. Okay. Yeah. Who else did you have? That was it. That was my top nine. Oh, I mean, oh, wow. the nine that we mentioned. I had some honorable mentions, like you know, Kitty Wells. But I mean, a lot of people are, you know, yeah. if 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 you go and you ask a hundred people on the street today, right, name a Kitty Wells song, <laughs> they're gonna kind of look at you funny. Uh, who's Kitty Wells? Right. Um, but you know, my top nine is is pretty well the the nine that we had. Uh, you know, like we said, if we were gonna talk about the best voices yeah martina yeah. mcbride would have been sure number one for me probably um but you know in terms of being iconic we we hit yeah. my top nine exactly you, you know left? i had two left um really it was hard for me to get to nine because i was like really past a certain point it i, I don't care anymore because i know who i think the top five should be pretty strongly. Um, but I had Tanya Tucker. Yep. I had and I also seven. had kind of my, my ninth spot was just kind of a nod to um, someone who I think could be an icon in the future, Casey Musgraves, because oh, yeah. she's, she's still a country artist, but she's really pushing the boundaries of country content, lyrical content and country music. She's talking mm-hmm. about smoking weed. She's talking about love, whoever yeah. you want to love, which is not, not received super well not but in that still, traditional country not audience. at all she's right. she's really bringing a new audience to country music in some ways but she's also leaning kind of pop so i'm not sure exactly where she's going to end up but because she's pretty young in her 
career, but her same trailer, different park album is yeah is a great album. So if, if you haven't heard that one, go listen to that if you like country music because it's great. But that's what I had. I had uh, left. I had Tanya Tucker and uh, June Carter Cash. Oh. And Emmy Lou Harris. Okay. But you can I show my age, you know, with my list. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and and I I probably tend to um leave out some of the more modern artists because you know i forget that i've lived a lot of life since (laughs) (laughs) since these people have you know have come through so they they're still still kids to me and one of the things i think it kind of opened my eyes to the fact that it really took a while for country music to embrace a lot of female artists yeah, yeah. in their own right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, you think, where would we have Tammy Wynette without George Jones? Right. Right. You know, I mean, and so... Um, and on some level, Miranda Lambert, she had that... Her marriage to... What's his name? Blake I don't like him, so I don't remember him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, mom's offended that I don't like him. But, I mean, their relationship was was pretty iconic in its own right i guess they were they were kind of a sweethearts of nashville kind of thing mm-hmm. um she's great i wouldn't take anything away from her but right. and think, think about like somebody like roseanne cash right roseanne is obviously yeah. <laughs> johnny's daughter and she was married to rodney yeah. crawl so yeah. i mean you know it, it, it's it's like you, what's interesting is today though there are a ton of female artists on the airwaves and country music and so you can kind of see how things have changed and i feel like it changed more slowly in country music than it did in other genres um because like motown embraced women right out of the gate i mean they were you know right behind them so um that's something that i kind of didn't notice until we got to i started really researching this for this particular podcast episode so now we've got to go from nine to five working nine to five they didn't tell me. They, they did not tell me that was coming. But I guess since Dolly's on the list, we had to do something special for nine to five. We may do it every, every time, time for nine to five. Okay, so let let me ask you this. So let's. He's shaking. Okay. Can we can we at least agree that Dolly, Loretta, and Patsy are one, two, and three? In, yes. in some order. In, in some, in, not yes, not yes. necessarily in that yes. order. We yes, absolutely. But that those are, that there's those three, that's the top mm-hmm. tier, and then. Yeah. So do we want to try to figure out who's four and five first? We, probably. Okay. Um, so we're just not, yeah, we're not going to cut. We're just going to do it from those. Well, I think, I think there are some that we just. I mean, I feel okay. like, I feel like we. Did we all have Reba, Reba in the top we five? we did. Yeah. I'm good I to had say Reba number four. I did too. I did too. Okay. Well, how about that? Well, there you go. Done. So and really then, one through four are, are done. And here's decided. what's interesting for me, and this is where you two can try to maybe figure out, and you can convince me, maybe I can be the swing vote, because oh. I had Tammy Wynette five and Shania six. Let's go. And I'm so ready. you two, I think, I think actually the way that the – Draft went down as Shania went five and Tammy Wynette went six. I believe that's the way that the draft went. So you know, as far I, I, I had, I had Tammy Wynette five, Shania six, and Carrie Underwood seven. As far I'll even I'll concede that Ooh. that 
because we're gonna fight about the other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. That. Well, and I'm right anyway. That so. just on sheer numbers <laughs> and popularity, Shania Twain has, um, yeah, has outperformed, outsold Tammy yeah. Wynette, even though she is. So you think she's more iconic? I mean, I know she's got the numbers. There was no question. She's got more I, numbers than I Alan think, Jackson, but I, I would say that Alan Jackson's a bigger country I icon than Shania Twain. I think 20 years down the road, mm. I, I think 20 years down the road, we're going to look back at, with some with some more time behind it, and I think that Shania will have eclipsed. And she was Tammy. certainly more influential yeah. in the direction of country so music. I'll, I'll There's go no with question that. about that. Okay. Yeah. I'm really just... Trying to save time so well, we don't, because we're going to fight about so the other stuff. So, okay. I think we can easily say, though, that we can say Reba is four, Shania is five. Okay. And then we're okay. we're arguing about one, two, and three. We are. Okay. okay. Well, all right, let's see. Because I, I, had, I had Patsy one, Dolly two, and Loretta three. Okay, I'll go with Loretta being three. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. And, 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 and Loretta. That's where I had her as well. I mean, I, it's really, for me, a coin toss me, on, on Dolly and Loretta. I mean, really? I could easily, f- to be two or three. We're, do you know we're talking about iconic? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, it's going to come down to Dolly and Patsy, so let's decide. Oh, yeah, it's, it's already written down. So it's, let's it's, just decide. So we're going to we're going to say Loretta's number three. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'd almost talk myself into Loretta being number two. With who at number three? Dolly. The lies oh, you tell. Oh, my gosh. What? No. <laughs> No, no, no. What's an icon no. to you? We had this discussion at the I beginning. I know, but of the I'm trying to see what. What is your logic? Okay, here. Okay, listen. Anyway, I guess it doesn't matter because we're trying to get one. Dolly is not just a country music icon. Right. She is a feminist icon. I agree. She is a philanthropy icon. I agree. She is an LGBT icon. Uh-huh. She is a pop culture. Um, just. A, a persona icon. Mm-hmm. She's instantly recognizable in every sense. Her it, vocally, um, you know, just um, so. What's visually. the name of the po- what's the name of this episode though? Most, Most iconic, iconic country female artist. Okay, so it's their icon as a country artist. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, For no, sure. not as a country oh. artist. They are a country artist, and they are the most iconic. I feel like we may not have have defined the jaunt. The, the oh episode. oh my gosh. Anyway, does Patsy Cline have a species of lichen named after her? No, she no, does not. she doesn't. Has Patsy Cline turned down the Presidential Medal of Freedom not once but twice, good sir? No, she has not. <laughs> Patsy Cline was from Virginia, and which is a southern state. Yeah. <laughs> There's no yen, sort of. I mean, it's it a definitely is. Okay. But she's not, she's not down there in the holler of Tennessee writing those songs, growing up with her coat of many so colors. You realize, she- you realize oh, wait a minute, because we're, we're not going to argue about Loretta's bona fides, and she was literally in West Virginia, which is no further <laughs> south than Virginia. I she's from Kentucky. I'm pretty sure she's from West, I'm pretty sure Loretta's from West Virginia. I don't know, but the <laughs> the point is that I don't think Kentucky's any further south than I go Virginia back, either. This is not a geography lesson. I go back to because <laughs> I would win chords sure. and the truth. Patsy's mom was making her some little rodeo outfits and whatever. She she was not 
brought up in that southern or the the country country culture. And you then, mean poor and, country? And you want you're no, talking? She wasn't brought up poor. That's what you. Well, mean. she was brought up poor. She was brought. Well, up then what poor. are you talking about? But she, in that sense of writing her own material. Oh, Loretta Lynn was from Kentucky, oh. by the way. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> writing her own material, she wrote maybe two of her own songs, and oh, she, I'm not, I'm not arguing at all the songwriting. But yeah. if again three chords. And the truth. So they're singing what they know, what they lived. So they lived that country life that they were singing about. Right. I don't. I don't debate any of that. I mean, I don't argue with any of that. But okay, I think so when, Dolly's number one. But what, what I'm saying is, is that <laughs> if you ask people outside of the genre, people that are fans of other genres, particularly people that I would say have some no way musical appreciation for music itself the voice that they point to is almost always patsy klein it's almost always she's she's a great voice but i think that if she had come along today she would have 100 percent been a pop singer if you know accounting for the sound that she had the type of music that she had she wouldn't have been a country icon i think she would have been more of a pop singer well let me ask you this do you and think a crooner. Do, do you think loretta would have made it today today because no. country is so pop i mean so we you have to take into account when they were you have right. to take into account the environment of the time and I think it was so difficult for women of that time. What she accomplished for that time period is amazing. Yeah. She's the one who really tugged Loretta in. She did. She did. There's no question. She, Loretta doesn't get on the Opry yeah. without Patsy Cline. So, okay, you know, but the that way, doesn't the, have the anything way, to do with how well, influential. I mean, with how um, I, it has influential. A lot to do with it, wrong word. Wrong word. I, with, it has a lot to do with how influential she is, but not iconic in her own right, in her own space, mm -hmm. in in the world, in the genre. Dolly is more country than Patsy. Yes, I agree. She's more country. I don't. I'm not debating that she's more. We're, but we're talking about iconic. who is the most iconic, and I think that outside of the as uh, Dolly is an iconic. She she is more iconic as a figure, mm -hmm. no question, no question. Than as a musician. But I would say oh, as a musician, no as, way. A, as a country singer, mm -hmm. I think no Patsy Cline is number one. As a musician. You have to also consider being a Dolly's song a better writer. musician. No, Dolly's a better musician. Patsy Cline didn't play an instrument. Okay, well, you she just got said. up there and she sang songs. <laughs> you just but that's said not, we're not talking it was about, as a musician. We're not talking about who's the best musician. If we're talking about the best, you know, musician. What did you just say? I said no, we're talking about most iconic as a musician. That's but not to be the best. Are the we? best are not always the most iconic. I think she's both. That's what I'm saying. You think Dolly Parton's the best musician of in those country two? music? Of those two? Oh, of those two, yes. yes. Well, then why is she not number but one? I, I would, we still having this I would say number one, as as a singer, I think Patsy's better. No, I disagree. Boop. I disagree. 
I think she's a better singer. I think Dolly. That's not the question we're Dolly's got a more here. unique voice. Yes, she's you got know, she, the vibrato. She's got more instantly. range. She's got more flexibility. That's true, but it's not as pleasant. Well, the well, thing that's, that, the things that Patsy Klein can do. Debate, the things that Patsy Klein can do with her voice. The slides and stop dead on. Oh, I mean, she is skilled. She can she can go an octave and a half and land dead on. She is skilled, but here, okay, here's the thing. Like, um, okay. <laughs> like, she is she is great with the delivery, and she is technically skilled with her delivery. But you know, let's let's go Amber Heard on this. Johnny, you know, Johnny Depp is a fantastic actor, but I don't believe that he really has scissors for fingers, and so I don't really believe Patsy when she delivers her songs. I believe Dolly when she delivers her songs. I think she's a better singer. I think she's a better musician. I think oh, she's the most Lord iconic. Jesus. Okay, so I guess we, we're <laughs> circular arguments now. So yeah. we'll just put a vote to it. I guess y'all are going Dolly, number yeah. one. Yeah. So where are we at number two? Is it Loretta or Patsy? Oh, it's Patsy. Okay. I'll I'll concede. That. So the top five. All right. So in order, number one, Dolly Parton. Number two, Patsy Cline. Three, Loretta Lynn. Four, Reba McIntyre. And five, Shania Twain. There you have it. <laughs> We're, the the debate will continue after the show. Remember to follow us. <laughs> follow us on Twitter, uh, and uh, like, follow, share all of those great things. If you see us and you like the podcast, thanks for following. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Music List Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. She almost had it. (laughs)